the Femme Podcast. Jack and Rob. Oh, that's good. Really? We even have the same like pitch. I there. know. I Nailing know. When you, when you not only finish each other's sentences, but you start to deliver them at the same time with the same octave. You know that you've been doing things together for a long time. We got this. We got this. Hello, wild women. Welcome back to the Femme Podcast, just like Jack said. This week, we're going to be diving into, I feel like, September energy. We are recording this on August 31st. The seasons are changing. Fall is happening, whether some of us refuse to believe it or not. The air is changing. The seasons are changing. I feel like we are changing, you know? The women in our community are evolving. Femme is constantly evolving. Our programs are changing. The context, like everything energetically feels like it is transforming along with the change of the seasons. Yeah, a thousand percent the way that we do things. And even like as you're talking, I was like, it's Lori's fifth birthday today. Mm -hmm. I thought... You know, before I, I would be like, well, I can't work today. It's like her birthday. Like, I can't do that. And it was interesting when I asked her, like, what she wanted to do today. She's like, oh, I want to go to gymnastics. Like, I want to go to gymnastics camp. And thinking, like, even that box that I would place myself, you know, placed around myself. Yes, that's right. Created, created for myself. You placed the box around you. You are in the box. Would say, like, oh, wait. Listeners being like, you're recording a podcast on your daughter's birthday? It was her choice. Even if it wasn't, even if it was your choice, what does what do you make that mean about you? You know? Mm-hmm. This conversation I feel like has been coming up with our clients time and time and time and time again recently. What are you making it mean about you? This conversation has been coming up for myself lately so much. You know, a lot of my own triggers are that what am I making this mean about me what am I making this mean about me so I think that I think it's so relevant as we enter a new season as we get ready to up level again as we get ready to walk through new portals and explore new opportunities and complete 2021 right like we are about to enter Q4 and I think before the rocket ship like leaves the station we've got to be willing to look at the things that we apply meaning to the things that we are turning into stories and shift them and release them because it's those things that keep the rocket ship on the ground. I love how things always just intertwine in our world. Like earlier today we were doing a live and we're like, yeah, my daughter's birthday also really means like five year anniversary of my spiritual smackdown. And this was like a big lesson for me, especially in the beginning. It's like, what am I making this mean about me? And really, like, I've recoded that so much of, like, not making things, like, that are not my choice, like, not making it mean anything about me. Mm. Yeah, a big thing coming through for me, even when you say that. So if you guys follow along on the Femme Instagram, which you should if you don't, but I shared a story earlier this week about how our family decided to spontaneously get a pet bunny. And it was a really fun spur of the moment decision. And everyone in the house was pretty excited about it. Aside from my husband, who immediately declared he would have absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> but we, we brought the bunny home. We had the bunny for a minute over 24 hours. And the, it was a wild bunny that we caught on a farm. And while my daughter was playing with it, it escaped. And 
I mean, it escaped fast. It, it ran away with the intention to become, to rewild itself. Yes. And immediately, you know, as a mom, now witnessing your children experience grief and feel sadness and heaviness and heartbreak, I had the opportunity to riddle myself with blame. You know, I built the cage that it was in, that it escaped from, right? And th- that was technically my fault. It was my problem. I could have prevented it. I could have chosen to do things differently. I could have seen the inch gap and and thought to myself, oh, maybe the bunny can sneak its body through it. Like there's so many things, right? And immediately I made myself a promise like this, this has nothing to do with me. This is not about how good of a bunny owner I am. This is not how good of a mom I am. This is not about how, you know, all of the things that I did wrong, it has nothing to do with me. And removing myself from that situation right away allowed me to actually show up for my daughters, Mm. right? Allowed me to hold space for them rather than being buried in my own guilt and shame and trauma of the situation and deep regret and embarrassment, right? I was actually able to hold the space for their emotions because I removed myself from the equation. Well, and this is it, right? So then you're not reacting and you can see how quickly that just spiraled, you know, like all the things that you started to say, like, then are you judging yourself as a bunny owner and as a mom and all the things you could have done, should have done, like, oh, it, it spirals fast. Well, even as a wife, because I was the one that was like, I'll take care of it. We'll figure it out together. Let's go in on this. Absolutely. There's a million ways in every situation that we can turn something into meaning about who we are. And then we can go into like victim mode of like, this always happens to me and this wouldn't happen to someone, you know, like we can just like go and go and go with it. And I think these words are really powerful. Like it's not about me. It doesn't like this event, this situation doesn't equal anything concrete. Yeah. And beyond that, like the question for me always is, okay, this is where we've arrived to. How am I going to deal with it from here? Who am I going to be from this moment on? Because I can stand in that moment and desire to change the way that I made the bunny cage or desire to change the choice we made to even bring the bunny out of the cage in that moment. Like there were so many moments from the past that I could have relived over and over and over again for me in those moments. And for all of us, I think what we can really learn from this conversation is it's not about who you were then. The meaning that you're trying to apply to yourself is based on now a past version of who you were, right? Because five minutes later, an hour later, a week later, a month later, you're already a different version of yourself, right? So you're taking a meaning, an emotion, a feeling, a name, and applying it to who you are in this moment when you've already outgrown that version of who you are. So can we actually drop the labels? instantly forgive ourselves. Imagine that a world where we instantly forgive ourselves, but for not being perfect, right? And then allow ourselves to move forward or even better to be present in that moment and to arrive in that moment with a completely clear heart, a completely open energy body that allows emotions to exist, that allows us to hold space for ourselves with grace, with compassion. And then that reflects onto other people and it changes everything all because I wasn't willing to blame myself for that situation. 
Yeah. And those two words there, that's what I was just about to say. Can we have the compassion? Can we have the grace? And when we can, you know, forgive ourselves instantly, when we can actually, you know, be again, not in this like reactive, not allowing our emotions to take control, the stories, the coding that we have, when we show up with this like grace and this compassion for ourselves, we again, change this energetic frequency versus, you know, the shame, the guilt, the blame that I'm not enough. And I've been having this conversation with multiple women recently. Like, what do you mean? Like raise your energetic frequency, raise your Mm. energetic vibration. And it's about not allowing external and outside circumstances and things that happen to pretty instantly, like put you into that, like disempowered masculine, the wounded feminine energy, where you go to like victimization of yourself. Like often it's like, you just putting this like axe over your head over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And I was going to ask you to go into that a little bit, because I feel like that's such a great conversation for our listeners too. And if we take that energetic frequency and apply it to the bunny example (laughs) from last night, it's like, yeah, if I had blamed myself and if I had, you know, taken on the energy and emotion of shame and guilt then those low vibrational energies would have created an emotional sinkhole, right? So I would have downward spiraled all night long. You know, you guys, you do this all the time, right? You talk to yourself in a belittling voice. You tell yourself on repeat how differently you could have done things. You second guess yourself. You disarm yourself from your own power because the voice in your head is, constantly putting you down, right? And that takes your energetic frequency and lowers it 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 it until we are literally so down on ourselves and in our situation that it takes so much work to, to not only get back to neutral, to a place where you're not beating yourself up and also not loving yourself, But then imagine how much work it takes beyond that to raise your energetic frequency above that line, right? To get into abundance, to attune to the wealth frequency, to be a woman who lives in her power and welcomes pleasure and builds wealth. Well, you can't constantly be stuck in that emotional sinkhole. Well, and this is where the conversation has went with so many women recently. Like, I feel like we're like always like, raise your energetic frequency, raise your energetic frequency, but truly you have to be able to hold your energetic frequency first to not be constantly dipping, to not constantly have these energy leaks because you make every single thing mean something about you. So then it's this like zigzag pattern. You're going up and down and up and down. And like one day you're feeling like, Oh yep, I'm above the line. I'm like, my energy is like, hi, it's I'm raising Mm -hmm. it. And then it's low. And so there's like this wavering of energy all the time. It's the constant wobble. So first I truly feel like it's like, can you, hold the energy? Can you not allow yourself to constantly be in this place where you're dipping? And then from there, it's like greatness on top of greatness, more on top of more. Can you raise your energy from that place versus from like the spiritual smackdown versus from like the low point? Yeah, totally. And the image that I got while you were talking was like of a heartbeat screen. Exactly. Exactly what I was feeling. Yeah. And, and how many of us are like, you know, the heartbeat screen is like ticking on. It's like beep, 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 beep. And then your goddamn wild pet bunny runs away. And all of a sudden it's like, bang, like that flat line. Right. And, and this is 
what that low vibrational frequency does to your own energy, to your own ability to receive, to be in love, to see the joy, to hold space for all of the good and to remain in that true energy of love. And we can't be there when we're allowing our energy to just flatline all the time. Right. And to, to circle this back, I think that, you know, every single time we make a life experience mean something about ourselves, we flatline our own energetic frequency. Mm. And these life experiences come in like so many different ways. Every time a client, you know, doesn't book us that they start to work with someone else. They default on their payments. Every time your partner, you know, says something to you or doesn't do something, you like we make it mean something about who we are. There's something in us that like our human takes over, you know, our human takes over and spirals. Oh my gosh. And, and right there, I'm like, oh my gosh, our human does what, right? Our human feels offended. Our human gets disappointed. Our human feels the failure. Our human feels like we aren't worthy, like they don't love us enough, like they don't need us. They didn't choose us. We'll never get it right. You know, rather than, and this is the power stance, guys, the power stance is those actions, those choices of those clients or those people, my partner don't mean anything about me. And I want you to think about the power that exists in this statement for just a minute. That choice, that action, those words meant nothing about me. And I feel like this is such a like hard thing for our human to get. Like I literally remember the day that I found out my husband was having an affair and I told one person and the words that just came to my mouth was like, it's not about me. It's like, how is this not about you? Like, this is your marriage. And I was like, I don't know. And I couldn't explain it because I hadn't done any of the soul work, the energetics that I now like know. And I was like, I just have this feeling inside. Like I just, there was something in my being that was saying like, this isn't actually about you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I teach this, when I like help women recode this, it is this like feeling that I literally feel that like this coding that I know is like so old for so many women and switching into, it's not about me. Like this means nothing about who I am as a woman, as a leader, as a mother, as a wife, whatever it is. I I feel like that does start to raise your energetic vibration. hundred percent. Right. Because all of a sudden things can happen around us. Things can happen to us and we can remain whole right? Mm-hmm. Every time I take something personally, every time I get offended or disappointed or hurt and make it mean something about me, it takes a chunk away from me. It takes a piece of me out of my equation and chisels me down smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So my power literally dwindles. Yeah. It's like shrinking there. It's and shrinking. We, and we don't see it as like, imagine if we have the perspective of like, this is part of my human experience. Mm-hmm. Well, even last night, right. And immediately after cupcake, the bunny chose to escape and chose to run away. <laughs> my immediate response, my immediate conversation to myself was, okay, what, what have I learned? What could I have done differently? What am I taking from this experience? And 
having that conversation with myself even allowed me to stay in a neutral stance, allowed me to stay whole because all of a sudden it's not who I am. It's something that happened in my world and I am extracting what I want to take from it, what I want to learn from it. And that becomes a part of me. So rather than chiseling away my power and making me smaller, it actually expands me. It actually broadens my awareness and makes me more powerful. And and that is a powerful, wealthy as fuck woman who can live in pleasure. Yeah. And even thinking back to like the, you know, you brought human design into it, like navigating the emotional authorities of your daughters, you witnessed, you had conversations with them, conversations with your husband. So it's like, oh, how am I growing here? How am I expanding here? Like, I mean, this energy for me follows with last week's riff too. Like if we truly trust and believe the universe is always conspiring in our favor, that means the you know clients that leave, the clients that don't book you, the bunny that runs away like there's something for you in every experience oh man I love how you just said that and I mean even for someone who is your best friend and business partner and like creator for femme I am always obviously in the knowing that the universe is working with me and co-creating but I really loved that reframe that upgrade of not only is the universe working with me, but the universe is working for me, mm-hmm. conspiring in my motherfucking favor. Yeah. That's the truth. And that's a good truth. That mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing to anchor into. Yeah. And this has been, you know, every time I've been like chatting with clients about like my unwavering belief codes and like self-worth and trust, trust is the big one. Like, how do you trust? It's like that that is rooted in me so deep right now. Mm -hmm. That is coded in me so deeply that the universe is always conspiring in my favor. The other day, Gemma, who's our incredible team member, she was like, oh, I really want you to share this whole story of your house. Remember last year when you didn't get the house and everyone was like, how are you? Like what happened? Blah, blah, blah. And holding this energy, the universe Mm -hmm. is always conspiring in my favor. And like, Look where we are. Look where we are. That's right. In this beautiful podcast studio. Yeah, I just want to ask the listeners, you know, if that was truly your belief code, that the universe is always conspiring in your favor, how would it change the way you showed up? How would it change the decisions you made, the level of surrender you allowed yourself to give into? How would it change what you were able to experience from this neutral place of power without making it mean anything about yourself, Mm -hmm. right? If you truly believed that the universe was always, always conspiring for you, how would it change you? Yeah, such a powerful question. I also want to go back to me. You said that the universe right there when you said like how do you give in to surrender I literally felt like I was like just like free falling yeah but it was like this choice and I feel like words that are so powerful in our world are sometimes the simple words like get I get to versus I have to and like give in to surrender doesn't that feel like such a different energy like I just get to give in to surrender I get to like fall in I get to be surrendered versus like I have to surrender well and even when you to surrender yeah yes and even when you said give in to surrender I think that a lot of us like the word surrender almost has this take energy 
Like it's leaning back versus leaning in. Oh, and so interesting. As we were talking, I was like leaning in. I was That's like, my arms were like, like, just like, being like, oh, like it felt yes. so good and light and free that I was like, just dropping in. That's what I'm saying. And I think that this emphasis on give into surrender is of this giving energy that like pulls us towards the word, you know, the energy of being fully surrendered versus this like falling backwards into the, uh, the scary. Yes. Right. That falling backwards is scary. But actually, if I give into surrender, I just, it just, surrender just got like a whole new energy for me, a whole new meaning, a whole new, and as you were like leaning back in, this is such an interesting visual and experience that I remembered. I was like, when I bungee jumped, so I bungee jumped twice in my life mm-hmm. and uh, went skydiving once. And so this energy of giving into surrender feels like the skydiving, which for me yes. felt like I was choosing to jump out of the plane. Yes. It felt like so free. I remember, you know, the feeling going down. The scariest out of those three for me was when I decided to bungee jump backwards because I couldn't, you know, I was just like, yeah, it's scary because I just couldn't trust there was anything here is the thing. You're free falling backwards, man. You have no idea what's in your path. Like we don't move backwards. Like we are forward moving people. We can't even go into the past if we want to. It's not even a choice for us. So to be standing on a fucking platform in the middle of nowhere and to fall backwards is scary, right? And the very cool juxtaposition of that great word juxtaposition is that we do this every fucking day we blindly leap into the future in a hundred million percent trust that the universe is conspiring for us which allows us to make incredibly bold brave decisions in our lives and our businesses as women and I think the reason that we feel safe in that is because we can't see where we're going, but we trust that it's going to be good. And we are moving ourselves and we are in forward motion. I truly believe that falling backwards, that does, does not feel good. Mm. Guess what just went on the new uh, celebration list, desire list for me. What? We are going to celebrate a mi- milestone coming up. Skydiving together. Mm. I thought you were going to say for a second fucking bungee jumping backwards. And I was like, why? Oh, man. I thought when I said skydiving, I thought you were going to be like, no, 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 no. no." I would love to skydive because of that. Because my thing always was, it's my choice to jump out of a plane. I don't know. For some reason, there feels, it feels like there's more control there than bungee jumping backwards. And which I've done, by the way. This is the funny thing about that Mm -hmm. perspective because you... Well, I would think like bungee jumping, you have a cord attached to you. I know. Like, you know where you're going to go. You know, you're going right down. Well, for me, it was into the water. You're going into the water. You're coming back up. You're bouncing around a few times. Like when you jump out of a plane, you don't really know where you're going to land. Right. So isn't this interesting? Because think about how much psychological stuff is happening around these two actions right? Think about all the psychological stuff that is happening with the word surrender and whether you associate it with leaning backwards or going forward. Like this is the power of our mind and of our thoughts. It's insane. So we go through our day 
making up stories about how much or how little things mean about us. And we've just had an eight minute conversation about the word surrender and whether it means we're moving backwards or forwards, right? So think about how much we can make a situation mean about ourselves if this is how much power we can give to a word, if this is how much meaning we can give to a single word. And this could spiral into a whole new frequency or a whole new frequency, a whole new <laughs> yeah. conversation that I'm sure we'll have someday soon on the Femme podcast. But everything carries an energetic frequency. Mm-hmm. Our words, our body language, our money, all of it. Our thoughts, the meanings we apply to our everyday life experiences, it all matters. Well, now we know what's coming up next for Jack and Rob. Tattoos and skydiving. Tattoos and skydiving. Oh, I love our lives. And for those of you listening and want to know where you can dive in with FEM, where you start, what's next, FEM Power Principles. FEM Power Principles is where we dive into all the work on harnessing your power as a woman. Mm, And so much of the conversation that we've had today, so much of what we embody, the choices that we make, how we move through daily experiences as mothers, as CEOs, as partners, as friends is rooted in these FEM power principles. These are truly the foundations of what we teach inside FEM and what we stand for. So if you are ready to dive in, if you are ready to ditch the stories, to upgrade your energetic frequency, to take radical self-responsibility, to be in surrender, to trust, to have next level communication and conversations, to align with the wealth frequency. This is where you do it. The Fem Power Principles are always available. It is a seven-day self-study. Dive in, rise in your power, experience life from a place of pleasure, and build wealth while you are at it. If you loved this episode of the Fem Podcast, please like it. Leave us a review on iTunes follow along, subscribe, share it with your friends. We will be sure to share you with our community. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you on Monday for our next riff right back here at the Fem Podcast. We love you. (laughs) 